The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The rulers sneered at Jesus and said, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the chosen one, the Christ of God. Even the soldiers jeered at him. As they approached to offer him wine, they called out, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Above him, there was an inscription that read, This is the king of the Jews. Now, one of the criminals hanging there reviled Jesus, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. The other, however, rebuking him, said in reply, Have you no fear of God? For you are subject to the same condemnation. And indeed, we have been condemned justly. For the sentence we receive corresponds to our crimes, but this man has done nothing criminal. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied to him, Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of the Lord. So happy solemnity of Jesus Christ, the King of the universe. And it's a solemnity on the level of Christmas, on the level of Easter. Solemnities are the highest level of celebration. And it's a solemnity because Jesus Christ is the King of kings and he will reign forever, forever, and ever. And we know our faith tells us that he reigned first and foremost because he chose to reign from the glorious throne of the cross. That was for once and for all. Our faith also tells us in the creed that we will profess after this 45-minute homily, the creed that we will profess our faith is that Jesus is seated at the right hand of his Father in heaven with a body like ours, with a heart like ours, he was like us in all things but sin, and he took what he did not have before Mary's yes at the Annunciation. He did not have something. He did not have our humanity. So the King of Kings took our humanity back up to heaven. And there he is seated on the throne with his Father. The Father and him are one. So they're on one throne, and that love between the Father and the Son is the Holy Spirit, the fire of God's love. And seated to the right of them is the Queen Mother Mary. So Jesus is the king of the universe, which means everything. Every created thing. What we can see with our eyes and what's beyond the sight of our eyes. He's the king of kings. And on this solemnity, I want to kind of hang, and hang with me here, but I want to hang with a, a simple phrase, three-part phrase, that I think can help, hopefully it'll help you, it, it has helped me, but to bring it all down to a certain degree of simplicity. And we'll tie it to the gospel today, and hopefully, hopefully with our life. And it's this. Start with Jesus. Stay with Jesus. 
end with Jesus. Start with Jesus. Stay with Jesus. End with Jesus. There are seven desires that every single human heart created in the image and likeness of God has. Seven desires. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. But people studying the human heart and the desires that are in the heart of every single human being has been discussed for quite some time. And God created our hearts with these desires on our hearts with the hope that these desires will move us to be men and women, boys and girls of his kingdom, to draw us into his kingdom. A kingdom that we've all become part of by virtue of our baptism. Every baptized Christian, every baptized Christian, there's one baptism, one Lord of all. Those that are in the pew with us here, those that are celebrating in other Christian churches down the road, those that have been baptized in a jungle and they've never been to a church, but baptized, baptized Christians all are part of Christ's kingdom. He's a king. So if you're a boy or a man, you're a prince. And if you're a woman or a girl, you're a princess. Because he's a king and he's our brother. And what are these desires that he put on our heart? Not just the baptized, but every single human being created in his image and likeness of all times. Seven things. And we're not going to go through all seven things because this will be a two-hour homily. But maybe we'll do a seven-part series and, and go deep in these. Father Mike and I were talking about these seven desires written on everybody's human heart. First desire. The desire to be heard. And not only to be heard, but to be understood. I just don't want you to hear me. I want you to understand me, what's going on in my heart. First desire, to be heard and understood. Second desire that we have in our hearts, to be affirmed. The desire to be affirmed. Why do we go about doing things and talking about I've accomplished this, I've done that, even as a little, little child doing some wants to be affirmed by their mother or father. To be affirmed. The third, blessed. We want to be blessed. We want to know that we're blessed. Fourth, touched. The human heart desires to be touched. Yes, a physical touch can be part of it, but also I'm talking about a much deeper touch, an intimacy that doesn't have to be physical. The type of touch that can come through a kind word or act of love where deep down in our heart, without a physical touch, we truly, truly feel touched by God. We have a desire to be touched. Every human heart has a desire to be safe. To be safe. A heart has a desire to be chosen. To be chosen. And a heart human heart has the desire to be included, to be part of a community. My brothers and sisters in Christ, these are the desires that are on every single human heart. And these desires in our heart can move us to seek out that type of kingdom, that type of a fulfillment in a way. And so our hearts are created in that way, and God created them in that way because he wants to draw us, our hearts into his kingdom 
into the kingdom of his heart. With the kingdom of your heart, reign in my heart, Lord. You see, Jesus just doesn't want to reign from a throne up in heaven in a distance. Jesus reigned once and for all. He didn't want to go to the cross. He sweat blood and cried to his father, Abba, Daddy, if it's possible, let this cup pass, but not my will, your will be done. And if my doing your will will bring your kingdom, Father, I'll go to that cross, but I don't want to go to that cross, but I'll reign from that cross out of love for you, Father, because it's not going to be the love, the nails that keep me on that cross, because you know, Daddy, I walked on that water. You know, Daddy, I rose Lazarus from the dead. You know, Daddy, I worked miracles, but I'm not going to work a miracle for myself because I want to work a miracle for everybody you created. I want them with us, Daddy. I want them part of our kingdom, and we put that on their heart, that desire. And so we're either drawn to Christ's kingdom and be part of his kingdom, or you know what happens? There's another kingdom competing within our heart, and it's the kingdom of the world. It's the kingdom of the world that these desires do not go away, and people find themselves in safety, safety and different safety nets that are not good. They seek out being heard or listened to or understood by others who are not going to lead them the right way. They seek their affirmation in ways that really they start to lack a joy or, or, or hope. God created our heart for him. And he knows our heart desires to be with him. We see the good thief, right? He's hanging on the cross in Luke chapter 23. You say his day started with Jesus. He didn't know Jesus. He probably knew all about Jesus. You see, he was a thief. Maybe when Jesus was preaching from the Beatitudes on that mountain, he was going around pickpocketing people. I don't know. Or maybe he was sitting by his campfire with all his friends that were getting ready to go rob someone the next day or do some evil thing or whatever it was in his life because he had these desires on his heart. And maybe he was sitting by that fire and his buddies were talking about this Jesus, this Jesus, this miracle worker that was talking from some mountain about blessed are the merciful. They shall obtain mercy. The only mercy I know is to get what belongs to me and I'm going to take it if I don't have it because I want to be safe. Maybe that was it. He just heard about this. But it started to work on his heart. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So, so he knew all about this Jesus when he began that bloody footstepped walk. And yes, it was bloody. And yes, that cross was heavy. But against his own will, he was forced to stay with Jesus. And it was by staying with Jesus, he saw Jesus fall three times and get back up. He saw Jesus crawl to the cross and say, give it to me, when everybody else in his body was saying, get away from me. He saw Jesus hang from the cross and say, Abba, Daddy, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He made excuses for those people out there, and I know they know what they're doing because I know what I did. That, that thief knew all about Jesus, but by staying with Jesus, he became, through his own suffering, he began to know Jesus. He began to know this Jesus. Maybe those words came back to his heart. 
Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Then by staying with Jesus, he mustered up the strength. I don't know what went on. That's a question to ask him because he's in paradise right now. And we're going to see him someday. And we're going to talk to him about that moment. Because death isn't an end. It's a change. We're going to a kingdom. We're going to be there. We're going to take our crowns off that we received at our baptism because we've all been crowned and we're going to lay them at the foot of the king. We're part of his kingdom. Not just in heaven, but forever on this earth. By the gift of our baptism. And the good thief will be there. He'll be there. What was going on in your heart when you saw Jesus speak that way from the cross in which nobody had ever spoke that way? It must have been with such love, with such mercy, with such forgiveness because even the centurion at the end of it, after piercing his heart, converted. His heart was changed. And he was just doing his duty. But I bet you heard all those soldiers that were sneering at him. And the people that were jeering at him. And the crowd that was just going along with it. I want to belong. I want to be included in this crowd. Let's give it to this guy. And they all had wounds in their heart. But we do two things with wounds in our heart. We either go to the divine doctor, the king, and say, bring me some healing. Or we lash out at other people. All those at the foot of the cross, and we find ourselves there, we're wounded, we're broken. We need to stay with Jesus. We need healing from Jesus. And he loves us. And he put these desires on our heart. And that good thief mustered up the strength just to say, remember me. Just remember me. Take a picture of me in your heart and whenever you get up to that kingdom of yours because it sounds pretty awesome but I'm not worthy of it. If you knew what was going on in my heart and Jesus didn't say, spit out all you've done in your life. I'm not going to forgive you unless you spit it all out. No, he didn't. He turned to that thief and said, not only am I going to remember you, man, today you will be with me forever in paradise. Stole heaven. He ended it all with Jesus. And when Jesus cried, it is finished, deep in his sacred heart, it was, it is finished, this cross, for everybody who I love, but it's not over. It's not over because I'm going to reign in heaven with my Father. But Daddy, I want to reign in the hearts of men and women and boys and girls for all time. Jesus wants to reign in our hearts. What's going to change this world? It's going, it's going to be when more and more Christians, we let Jesus reign in our heart. Jesus said it's not enough just to say, Lord, Lord. Not everybody says, Lord, Lord, will enter into my kingdom. But only those who do the will of my heavenly Father. Mercy. Today, you'll be with me in paradise. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we're, li we're living this start with Jesus. 
this stay with Jesus, this end with Jesus. Because you know what? It can happen in a moment in our life. Hopefully it happens for a full day in our life. If we're honest, it usually doesn't. It can happen for a week. It's our hope that it happens for a lifetime. To start with Jesus, stay with Jesus, and end with Jesus. You all chose to start today with Jesus. You're here. He loves you. He wants to reign in your heart and mine. He created our heart with these desires. He wants to fulfill the desire of our heart. Let us stay with Jesus. Just through this brief moment of worship. I'm going to pray the Our Father in a moment. Our Father, who wert in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come to my heart. To my heart. Thy will be done in my daily life. And may we end with Jesus, which we will. Through our good deacon here, we'll end with that final send-off. Go. Go in peace. Go with the peace of Christ. And may every day, my brothers and sisters in Christ, this week, just very simply, find your own way to live it out. But to imagine what your world would be like if every day started with Jesus, you stayed with Jesus, and you ended your day with Jesus. For sure, we'd be heard. We'd be affirmed. We'd be blessed. We'd be touched. We'd be safe, chosen, and included. Amen.